Okay, picture this. You finally got that new buyer of yours under contract for the perfect house. You negotiated a killer deal for them in this highly competitive market. Everything's all set, and you're going to get your first closing of the month. But then the inspection comes. 45 pages later, your buyers are sure this house is a dud, and their mom and dad agree. Now they're ready to cancel the contract and get you back out on the road this weekend looking at more houses that aren't near as perfect as this one. Sound like a familiar story? Well, if so, my next guest is just the guy you need to hear from to make sure that that never happens again. Well, maybe not never. Joining me will be Nathan Ross. Nathan is the owner of SiteGuard Inspection Service. And with over two decades of experience in real estate, construction, and inspection, Nathan's gonna help you decode that college dissertation that they call an inspection report. What to look out for, what not to worry about so much, but more importantly, how to prepare your clients on what to expect when inspecting. See what I did there? Look, the home inspection can be one of the biggest hurdles you have to making sure that the deal you worked so hard to get under contract stays that way. And understanding the nuances of that 50-page killer of contracts will help you make sure that more of your hard-earned contracts make it across the finish line. You don't need to be an expert in inspections, but you need to know enough these days to be dangerous. Nathan's going to show you how. Hello, hello to all you uh, real estate dynamos out there and welcome back to your trusty guide through the ups and downs of this crazy business that we all just keep coming back to. Uh, this is the Texas Real Estate and Finance Podcast and I am your Sherpa, Mike Mills, a local mortgage banker here with Geneva Financial right in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. So I want you to imagine this scenario. So you just la- you just nabbed one of the last houses in a highly desirable, neighbor- desirable neighborhood for the for your buyers after looking at 20 homes over the last few weeks. You got a great price on the home. You paired it with a great lender like me and my team. And now it's only a matter of time before that hard-earned paycheck drops into your bank account just in time for spring break vacation. But the inspector shows up and drops a 50-page novel on you and your buyers. And now you wait nervously like you were like when you were a kid and you had to give your parents that progress report from your math teacher that we all know was wasn't too compliment complimentary of your performance. So except this isn't about you or anything that you did, this is all about that perfect house that your buyers absolutely fell in love with. And now this document reads like a fixer-upper nightmare straight out of house hoarders, okay? So has this ever happened to you? And if so, today's episode has got you covered. We're going to be diving headfirst into what to expect when inspecting. It's my new favorite little term I dropped out in this one today. So, but before we get into it, um, um, on how to navigate this little hurdle in the home buying journey. Uh, let's make a deal. If today's episode helps you dodge uh, the inspection bullet like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix, then give us a like and hit that subscribe button. Your support is what fuels me to do this thing each week and keeps experts showing up to help you add a little bit more knowledge to your real estate encyclopedia Britannica. And speaking of experts, my guest today has over two decades of real estate construction and inspection experience. He's handled more inspections than Taylor Swift has ex-boyfriends <laughs> and is the owner of SiteGuard Inspections right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. So please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Nathan Ross. Howdy, sir. Hey, thank you for having me today. I appreciate that very much. You got it. You got it. More, more inspections than Taylor Swift's boyfriends, right? You like that? <laughs> is that good? Is that solid? It is all about Taylor Swift these days. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I'm trying to stay co- to, uh, topical and current. That's what we're trying to do. So <laughs> so first off, please tell me, why in the world is a home inspection report always 75 pages? <laughs> That's a good question. And 
What, where are the three-page ones? That's what I want to know. Well, you know, they used to, years and years ago, 20-plus uh, years ago, there was such a thing as a, a two-page, three-page uh, inspection report. Okay. There was no videos, no photos. Uh, there was no special equipment. It was literally like a carbon copy three-pager. A home inspector would, you know, scribble down a few notes, hand it to you, tear off the page. You keep the yellow and pink. They get the white one, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, like most professions, we've evolved, right? Right. And then yes. uh, nowadays, you get a home inspection, and it does... There's a large variety of quality and standards. There's a, a general standards of Texas, the uh, TREC, which okay. is what, you know, real estate. So the regulations. The regulations. You. you know, so there is a minimum standard that has to be met. Yep. Uh, as far as what we look for, but how we document it, there's a, you know, there's a large um, array of, of, of products that you'll receive from different inspectors. Right. So one of the things, you know, if you get a 10-page inspection report, you think, oh, that's a good one. Well, right. I actually would completely disagree you okay. know, because you do need to have some volume to your report. You need to have content. And some of it's going to be audio. Some people may do some video. Uh, there's a lot of written information in there. But you have to think you're covering your roof, your roof uh, structure, your foundation, your HVAC system, your, your plumbing, electrical, appliances, uh, not to mention cosmetics, code and safety. There's a whole ton of stuff that we're covering. Right. So – you, you don't really want somebody to hand you five or six pages and say, here's your house. Good luck. Yeah. Right. Because then they really didn't do their due diligence probably. Right. Correct. Just saying, Correct. Yeah, they just kind of whipped something together and didn't give you a good report. Or, you know, in some cases I'm sure, you know, I, and I don't think this probably happens very often, but you know, there's probably certain situations where maybe the inspector doesn't is trying not to make it a big deal for the realtor. And so they, they try to keep it, you know, as, as minimal as possible. And instead of just telling them, Hey, look, here's the truth. Here's what it is. You know, they're, they not on purpose, but just kind of minimize it as much as they can because they don't want to mess up the transaction. Well, and that's, that's true, you know, because part of it too is, you know, you are building relationships. Yeah. You know, you're building a relationship with your the buyer of the house. Yep. You're building a relationship with the realtor that uh, very possibly referred you yeah. to this buyer yeah. and hopefully we'll talk to you again, you know, later down the road, Yeah, you know, but on the, on the flip side, you don't want to give them, you know, 125 page novel either right. that there's, you know, several chapters and they're right. having to take four days to read through it. And, yeah. and cause then it's like, what are we actually telling them at that point? Right. Is, is it pertinent? Is it, is it reliable information? So I would say just kind of as an industry standard, you know, if you get something that's in the, let's say it was just 40 pages, for example, you yeah. know, that, that's kind of standard for a, reputable company because also you know you may not just be getting the structure you a lot of times like um i want to speak to for what we do we actually yeah. do a wood destroying insect inspection as well which okay. is pretty standard in texas like termite report yeah and, and it's a different license but you know we have learned to become accustomed to getting the home inspection and the wood destroying insect inspection all in the same process mm -hmm. So that's going to add a few pages as well. Right, right. So when we're, when an agent is looking at, so well, let me ask you this in the normal process, because I don't do this much myself, so you can help me out here. But um, when you do an inspection, okay, usually what's, what's the timeline you usually take on a, on a day to do an inspection on a house? Typically? Yeah, good question. A lot of that is based on square footage and sure. amenities. Okay. So if I have a 2,000 square foot house yeah. or a 8,000 square foot house. Take a little longer. It's going to take a long, yes. long, right? Because yeah. you have, instead of one air conditioner, you may have five. Right. You know? So one water heater, you may have four. Uh, those sorts of things. But I would say the general public lives at around 3,500 square feet and less. I okay. would say that's a, that's a pretty average. easy number to, yeah. to, th to throw around. So if you did about an hour for every 1,000 square feet you have, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, something like that, mm -hmm. um, including your presentation time and report writing, if you, because, 
Um, it's always recommended to write your report on site. I mean, you don't technically have to, right. but you want to capture the information while it's live and relevant. Yeah. And, and it's fresh in your mind. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. you don't leave any, out any gaps. Right. Yeah. Um, so like for us, I would say about three and a half hours from start to finish, including the presentation Okay, is fairly standard. Okay. Well, that's not bad. I mean, that's, I mean, I've heard them taking five and six hours before, so it's, that's not yeah. bad at all. And we've had them, you know, or if it's a commercial structure, um, yeah. or if it's like I said, if it's that 8,000 square foot, um, you know, very mansion we'll say right yeah then then of course you're going to be there for a considerable amount of time but yeah but generally speaking you can have one in the morning or in an afternoon you know and i imagine they have like uh you guys have software now too that probably makes the reporting of it much easier because you can take like an ipad or something out and just kind of punch it all in versus having to sit in your truck for two hours and write out a dissertation right absolutely and there's yeah. several different uh programs of software that most inspectors use yeah i would say there's three or four in general that in texas anyway there's three or four in general uh, that are the most common yeah, because uh, they're the easiest to work with. Mm -hmm. But most most people will have either a laptop or like we use a, like a tablet, like an iPad uh -huh. or a Surface Pro, something like that. Okay. And you carry that around with you and you're actually taking your pictures and implementing it and downloading it into the report in real time. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so it's, uh, it's really all set and put together. Once you're done putting in your data, then it's ready to go. Absolutely. So, um, all right. So you show up, we do the inspection, you've got your trusty little iPad, you filled it all in, you got it ready to go. So how do you guys, is it something where you, and you can speak to what you guys do, um, do y'all present it to the client and the agent together, or is the agent usually there or are they not there? Or is it just to the buyer? Cause obviously the buyer is the one purchasing it from you. So, um, it's their inspection, but what's the kind of, how's the presentation usually work on, on what you're showing them, what you go through? Yeah, we, we invite. Any, anybody to the presentation so from my perspective the more the merrier because right. again if you read something on a page you, you'll receive the information but you may not understand the content how to interpret it right exactly yeah. so if you're there on site you know we can discuss it together and if need be i can actually take you over to that water heater the, show that, you that wall or that, that right. bathroom or what have you um as far as realtors uh coming to the inspection absolutely if they want to come we we welcome them every time right that one can be a little tricky though, because okay. uh, a realtor typically will work with a brokerage sure, and those brokerage have their own rules and requirements and regulations. Some of the, the brokerages um, recommend for the realtor to not be there. Really? Okay. Um, Is there a reason why? It can be a little bit of a liability okay. that you have to juggle. Nothing super scary. It's just yeah. if, if um, they don't want like any undue if, influence, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you're not the licensed inspector, yeah, but you're on site and you're giving an opinion, well, you're you're kind of inserting yourself in into that, right? And that could possibly, uh, you know, lead to some negative press. We'll say sure downstream. Yeah. So it's either you want to kind of be be quiet during the presentation and let the licensed inspector uh, give that presentation, right? Or what some realtors might prefer is have the buyer present right so the inspector and buyer can have their their time mm -hmm. and then the inspection report gets emailed over directly and like for us we always ask you know because the, the person that buys the inspection is actually the one that owns the information right so typically that would be the home buyer of course right. yeah but sometimes it could be somebody else sure but the home, we always ask the home buyer you know we're going to email this to you and um you know is it okay if we send it also to your realtor because they they need to help you they need that information yeah because Presumably after the home inspection, there's during the rest of that option period, they might want to talk about uh, some of the deficiencies and may want to work towards a, uh, a possible like, repair amendment or, yeah. or things to talk to the seller Something about. Something that you need to negotiate with the seller. So you need to kind of be aware of what's in there. Absolutely. Sure. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so it's more often now, what do you find as far as like 
what's more common? Do you have agents? Is it 50, 50? Do you have agents there often or not? Or I will say from your, from your perspective, what seven, usually? eight years ago. So I've been doing this about 14 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been around it for gosh, my whole life. I've got family that's real in real estate. And, and you know, in fact, my mom's been a realtor for, Oh, wow. 30 some years, I think. Okay. Um, so I've kind of been familiar with it for a long time, but in the 14 years that I've been actually a licensed home inspector, um, it's, it's evolved used to, you know, the, the realtor would meet you there and the buyer would meet you there on property. When, let's say the inspection starts at nine o'clock, everybody's there at nine Oh one. Right. And you have three hours of, uh, home inspection with everybody. Yeah. Well, over the years and especially more since COVID has happened, um, realtors don't go as often and buyers, some, most of the time buyers will be there, but I would say it's probably about 80, 20 on the buyers and maybe a 50, 50 on, on realtors. Okay. And, and Part of that is because we're all so busy these days yeah. and everybody's just running as fast as they can to try to get the, the objectives met. Right. And then part of that also is, again, a, a realtor may have a strategy to how they want to implement those steps through the option period. Right. And so they're, they're working their business plan on that. Right. Right. So, so it, I mean, it's, it ultimately just varies. It just it depends does. on the it agent does. and what they want to do with it. Um, all right. So you've given the inspection to the buyers, you've gone through your presentation with them and, you know, kind of walked through what are some, from your point of view, doing these every day, what are, you know, what are the things that are, that they need to pay attention to, you know, like, Hey, th- this stuff's important. And then what are some of the stuff that's like kind of always there, but, but is it maybe that big of a deal? Like I, I remember I, w- I always just use an example when I talk to people about this, that I had bought a house one time and they were talking about how there was a whole section about how the bushes in the front of the house were too, were too close to the house and needed to be trimmed back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I mean, there was like literally like a whole page about different parts of the book, bushes and trees and stuff. And, and it was like, all right, I mean, I'm, I get it, but you know, I'm not going <laughs> to mess with it. There's not going to be a reason I'm not sure, going to buy sure. this house. So, so like from your point of view, what are some things that are, that are kind of important? And I wouldn't even say red flags, but just need to pay attention to this section versus the ones where like, Hey, this is in there because we have to put it in there because we have to do our job. Well, there's part of that is the threshold of the buyer. Okay. You know, are you a first time home buyer? Right. Are you, is this your fifth house that you, you purchased? Right. You know, because then your, your knowledge level is going to be very different on that as well. Right. Generally speaking, though, there's a I would say kind of your 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 big six items. Okay. Okay. So the the roof covering because we know we don't want water to get into right. the structure. That's right. Um, your foundation because you know we want our house to you know be on solid footing. Yep. The HVAC system. Okay. And you know because we are in Texas, so a, a you know working air conditioner is very important. Very nice. Yes. Uh, water heater because that's okay. the distribution system you know in which you're going to get hot water to your faucets. The electrical panel box area, so that's the hub of where all your, your plugs and switches and everything, all of them, the common denominator is your, your panel box. Um, and then you're going to have your your appliances. Okay. And not so much from an integrity standpoint, but just from a, a monetary and functionality standpoint. Right. You know, when you move into day one, you want to be able to wash that dish. You want right. to be able to cook your plate of food. Yeah. So so those items are, are typically the ones that we would say, you know, let's focus on these. Mm-hmm. Um, other things like the cosmetics, not, not too important. Right. You know, I mean, it may, not that they're not important. Well, it depends on the individual, right? I mean, it's Absolutely. up to them for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but it may not hinder the ability of the house to function. It may not hinder the ability of the loan to move forward. Right? Yeah. Because there's, there's kind of two battlefronts that you, you want to uh, protect on that. And right. Again, it's, you know, your, your monetary nuisance, uh, something that's a safety item, of course. Right. And then, you know, is any of the findings potentially standing in the way of that loan moving forward. Right. Right. Uh, Something that the lender might find or possibly or have an possibly. issue with. Yeah. Well, I mean, even really in our space for lending, you know, we don't ask for the inspections. I mean, it's not something that we require, you know, mm-hmm. so we're not looking for that. Um, now the appraiser goes out obviously, and and they're going to 
they're not doing a home inspection, of mm -hmm. course, but they are certainly going to walk through and test the faucets and test the, you know, the appliances and look, see if there's any cracks on the wall and all that kind of stuff. So they're usually the ones that kind of notify us if there's any potential issues with the property. And then, but they don't even give a, you know, appraisers typically aren't going to give their opinion. They're just going to say, hey, this needs to be checked out or repaired or whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, when we did get to say VA loans, mm -hmm. right? VA mm -hmm. loans, we do need the wood destroying insect report um, to show that there isn't any infestation, if there's anything that needs to be fixed on that side of things. But outside of that, from a lender side, like, you know, we, we typically don't have a ton to do with the inspection um, on our end. But I do know that, you know, especially with first time home buyers, because this is where it always comes into the whole, you know, not freaking out, but just certainly getting this big document and going, oh my sure, gosh, sure. like this house is horrible. And it's like, well, hang on. You know, I want you to talk about how there, we talked about it in the beginning a little bit, but you have to give everything that's wrong with the house, right? right. Like your that's job right. in order to make sure that you're doing your due diligence and doing what the buyers paid you to do is to tell you every single thing that's deficient in the home, right? That That's correct. So there's, you know, we're going to do code items, safety yeah. items, um, structural integrity items, right. uh, cosmetics, right. you know, and so we do have to tell you everything. Now, there is a little bit of a misconception, you know, sometimes people think, oh, well, an inspection will cover everything about everything. Right. That's not really true. You're not perfect. You're um, well, and there's things that, you know, because we are uh, regulated by Trek, so there's there's a minimum standard. Oh, that I see to what you're saying. Met. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you'd like to think that most companies would go above the minimum. Yeah, well, but companies some, people. sometimes, you yeah. know, they're just reaching to the minimum. But that's right. that's where the, the legal threshold is, is met is, is at that point. Yep. But there's something like, uh, let's see. A fence, a wood, okay. a wood fence around the perimeter, right? Yeah. You know, it's, we want to make sure that it's, you know, in good shape and so on. But that's not actually required to be on a general home inspection. Okay. Now, a home inspector can know on about it, but they don't have to. Gotcha. Um, there's also, well, what's flooring? There's a good one. So, you know, as a home buyer, you and I go in, if we see carpet that's, that's damaged, well, we're absolutely going to talk about that. Sure. You know, and we want to address that with the seller. Yeah. But did you know in the state of Texas, it is not a requirement for a home inspector to address that stained carpet. The, the only time that a home inspector has to actually talk about uh, the flooring is if it is some way connected to the foundation performance. Gotcha. So, so like a safety thing, maybe? Well, let's say there's a, a used tile, right? Because a right. nice, nice, pretty tile floor, and there's this big old crack that's going across the bottom of the tile right. floor. Well, is that crack just cosmetic? In which case, it's not really a requirement. Now, now again... Home buyers expect it, so like at, at SiteGuard, we we do comment on flooring. Right, right, right. You know, it's be like, what's what? I didn't see a crack. with cracky talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So we, we do comment on yeah. it, but you know, because our our uh, our customer base has has grown to expect that. Yeah. But I mean, from just from a legal perspective, though. Yeah. yeah. You know that that crack was not a found related to the foundation in any way. Right. So if the inspector did not comment on that, it's not that they forgot or overlooked right. it. It's that they weren't required to. They just didn't have to. Yeah. Well, no, that makes sense. I mean, so. One of the biggest concerns for realtors, especially, is when these home inspe inspections, you know, come out, is what is the buyer's reaction going to be, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And and often, and I find this occasionally, but I will see where they will say, or well, really, they won't say anything. It's kind of like you know what I was talking about before with the parents, you know, progress report. You're like crossing your fingers and hope it's okay, and and you know, just like anything, I don't think that that's the the best approach. I mean, obviously you want to address these things head on and you want to make sure that you prepare, you know, your clients for what's coming. So if you were a realtor, you know, and your mom is, and I'm sure you've had these conversations, what would you recommend as far as the process of 
preparing a buyer for a home inspection, whether it be what you talk to them about beforehand, what you talk to them about once they get the inspection, and then, you know, what what you would say once the inspection is complete and, you know, here's what we need to look at and move forward with. So, and again, this is just your point of view, not, you know, you're not a realtor, obviously, but, but if you were helping a realtor say, Hey, look, these are the things you need to talk to your buyer about beforehand. So they understand what they're reading and what they're going into. Cause it's all about setting expectations. Right? Sure. What we're trying to do, my job, realtor's job, your job with your clients is we're trying to set the proper expectations. So that way, when we present the information that we're presenting, that it's digested properly. So what would you suggest, you know, for agents in how they would communicate with their buyers about that? I definitely think that setting a realistic expectation is important, Yeah, you know, and when any house, right. whether it's a new construction house or something that's been around for 50 years, right. You know, perfection does not exist, right. especially in new construction, which we can talk about that in a minute, but there's, there needs to be an expectation that, the inspector is going to judge it on the most current revision of the building code. Okay. But if it's a 40 year old house, you know, some of these deficiencies doesn't make it bad. Doesn't mean that it's failing. It just means that it was okay when the house was built. Yeah. You know, but fast forward because we change building code every three years. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you've had, you know, what, 10, 12, 13 cycles of this building code changing. You know, one of the things that I hear all the time is, um, like GFCI receptacles, which are the little ones with the reset buttons you yeah. see in your garage or bathrooms, or whatever, yeah. you know, just about every house is not up to code in that. It seems like, and because <laughs> you know, the, the, the building code has become more and more stringent, you know, it was just the garage. Then it was the garage walls and then the ceiling and then, you know, the bathrooms Well, now the bathrooms and the laundry room. And, and it just kind of keeps expanding. And the, the whole point of it is to be more safe and to build a better product. But again, if if you're thinking you see these in the report, you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to, you know, totally replace this. No, no, that's not the case. You right. know, it's those receptacles or the, the wall outlets. You know, those they're functioning. They're 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 fine. They're right. just and they were up to code back on that day. Right. Just not today. Right. So, part of it is just communicating, educating, um, and realizing. You know, is it a first time home buyer? Because you're probably going to want to spend a little bit more time just talking with them. Right showing them hands-on a few things, yeah. giving them resources, you know, and, and part of it too is uh, like for us, we don't, so we do the inspection. So we're, we're here this morning, we do the inspection, you know, come noon, we're, uh, you know, we're done. We're going to email you the report. Our interaction with you does not stop if, or let me phrase that. It will continue if you want it to. Sure. Yeah. Because we're not going to just, you know, okay, thanks for your time. See you later. Yeah. You know? Adios. Yeah. You know, we have, we have a website that has resources on there. So if you do need an electrician or if you do need a, a, a HVAC system or a painter or a sprinkler guy or whoever it may be, you can just go to the website, you pick, you know, pick who you need and then they're all local yeah. and they can help you. Or six months from now, you're like, you know, I, I don't remember what you said about that, you know, and give me a call. You know, yeah. we're going to be there to help you, you know, and we're, we're not there to push the realtor in any direction. We're there to be a supportive team member. Yeah. We're going to all approach this together, right. right? They have their function. I have mine. The buyer has theirs. And we're going to all lock arms. And we're going to walk to the finish line together. And and I think if you approach it as this is a team effort and that you're not there to scare them, yeah. you're there to just give them some information. We're not going to report any more or any less. It's yeah. just going to be kind of, kind of is what it is, right? Yeah. We're going to the facts, nothing but the facts. And how they digest them, Sometimes you can talk when you're talking to them, you can kind of see, you know, all oh, that, that you could just kind of tell it kind of concerned them a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So, so then we'll, we'll back up. We'll, we'll start talking to them a little bit more about that and we'll say, yeah, however, and we kind of put it in context and, and help them understand the, the, the theory behind it yeah. and the process. 
And then if they want to continue to have the conversation, then again, we can get those resources whenever they need. Well, often I think it's, uh, you know, I, I use this analogy when I do loans all the time is, you know, I tell people, look, I'm, my job is to give you the information mm -hmm. as it is, and then let you make the adult decision on what you want to do with that information. That's right. right? I'm That's not right. here to guide or push you in one direction or the other. I mean, I'll give opinions if you want my opinion. I'll tell you, well, this is how I do it, or this is how other people have done it. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. You know, it's your decision how you want to, if you want to move forward, if you don't, if you think this is a problem, if you don't, you know, that that's it. And, and you know, we often say too, with, with homes in general, it's like, look, you know, you can't fix the location, right? Yep, Wherever right. the house is, you, there's nothing you can do about that. That's right. You can't move the house. Right. And once you pay for it, you paid what you paid for it. But outside of that, you know, a lot of things can be changed, fixed, moved, done. You know I mean? You're not going to re, re gut a whole house most of the time, but no. you know, little, little things can always be fixed. And then it just comes down to like, how much do you really love this house? Right. You know I mean? If, if you can look past some of these little deficiencies that you have, then it's going to be a great decision because like you said, no house is perfect. There's never going to be a house that's perfect. Um, and speaking of that, um, cause I do want to get into a few specifics on each section a little bit. So that way we can tell people, Hey, if you're looking at roofs, here's something that you're going to see often. Mm -hmm. Here's what's a big deal. Here's mm -hmm. not. But, but before that, I want to talk about new builds because you brought it up. So these days, especially, um, you know, the market is dominated by new builds. Yeah. It's just what it is. Cause that's the inventory that's available. Absolutely. Right. And, and I think if you go back, you know, 20 or so years, you know, you could maybe say, uh, the inspection isn't as big on new builds because they're good quality and, you know, and maybe not, I mean, I don't, I'm, maybe I'm living in good old days, but, but especially these days, because cost of building is so expensive, labor is expensive. You know, these home builders are now these huge conglomerates. They're not just like, you know, Joe's home builder that, you know, is going to stamp his name on this property and it, it's his word. Mm -hmm. um, now it's, you know, DR Horton who's one of the biggest companies in the world, you know, that kind of thing. So so what are you seeing? Well, first off, I want you to talk about why it's still important to get a home inspection on a new build. And then second off, um, are you, am I crazy? Are you seeing the construction still the same and things are good other than a few one-offs here and there? Or are you starting to see a little bit of a deterioration and it becomes even more pertinent these days to get the inspection done? Uh, all of that's a very good question. So there has definitely been an influx uh, over the last few years of new construction homes. Yes. And... I would say just from 10 years ago to five years ago, there was some, and then from five to two, and then over this last two years, again, it's seen a, just a dramatic increase yeah. of new construction. And there's a whole host of reasons, yeah. um, but there's been more of those on the market. Yes. And builders are doing everything from, you know, you introduce yourself in the beginning and then they, you know, you have a pre-pour into a foundation, which we can actually inspect all of that too. And, Great. you know, we, whether it's a pre-pour to the foundation, the framing is the next step. Uh, or the what we call the blue tape walkthrough or the final, which is right before you move in. Right. And then the one-year warranty also. So there's different steps in, in which you can inspect those. Um, or, you know, sometimes you get a, a spec home, which yep. means the builders basically it's already done. constructed a bunch of houses yeah. and they're selling them, you know, in that final phase, right? And that's a lot of them are getting that way too. Mm -hmm. But absolutely, new does not mean perfect. Right. In fact, quite the opposite. Yes. I, I was just talking to my wife the other day and we were just kind of, you know, hypothetical games, right? And sure. say, okay, if I have two houses, one's a 30 year old house and a single homeowner, he's lived there, he built it and has lived there for 30 years. Or you have this other house that's brand new, no one's ever lived in it. I'm buying one of those houses and I can only get one inspection. Now, obviously, you want to inspect both, right? Right. But if just hypothetically, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Only, I can only get one inspection. Yeah. 
I'm getting that inspection on the new construction house. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Because one, it's, we're made by, you know, it's made by humans. You know, we have, we make errors, of course. Builders, no matter how great they are, no matter how reputable they are, they have, you know, they're buying in bulk. Yeah. They're, have building construction quotas. Yeah. The quicker they can get that house constructed and off their books, the quicker they get their bonus structure. Yeah. Okay. And that does not always lend itself towards quality. But then you would, I hear in the back of my mind, I hear somebody say, well, you know, they have a QA person, which quality assurance person, you know, um, they have a Q QA person that's going to look over that structure. They do. That's working on the half of behalf of the builder. Yep. Not the buyer. And then say, well, we're going to have a city inspector look at it. Okay. City inspectors are great in, in, in the field that they work. Yeah. Uh, but keep in mind, like uh, with a city inspection, they, let's say they've got a, a list of 200, 300 things they have to look at. Yeah. If it meets the minimum standards, not the maximum, but the minimum, if, if it meets the minimum standards, you get a green tag builder, keep building. Right. If it doesn't meet minimum, then you get a red tag. They have to stop, fix the problem. Right. Well, a third party home inspector isn't looking at hundreds of items. They're looking at two or 3000 different items. Right. Right. We're, we're ensuring it against the most current code and safety uh, regulations. Also, if you're, let's say you're building a house and you have it in the, the city, like the, the city proper, a city center, right? Uh, the codes are going to be more strict or you have that same house, same builder, but you're, you know, 50 miles out, you're kind of on city limits or, or uh, what would you call like country land? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little rural. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden the building codes become much more relaxed. Yes. And so the builders become much more relaxed. Yes. You know, and just to kind of, here's a couple uh, funny things when new construction house we've had, um, in fact, I'll give you two quick examples. Yeah, please. And again, these are new construction houses. We thought that they were, you know, they're, they were a reputable big box store yep. that everyone's heard of. I'm not yep. going to put their name no, here, no, but don't have to put a name out, but they were, they're the ones that we would go to and buy. Right. Okay. One of them, it was like a condo, uh, three story condo. Um, you know, there's like 10 or 12 units stacked in a row. Right. So the washer and dryer was going to be in a closet area and a stackable washer and dryer. Okay. So could for, for space. Condo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go in there, looks great. The closet looks good. Nice, pretty paint. Got some, you know, everything looks right. Got the water connections and all that. And then quickly realized there was no dryer vent. You know, like the hole where the lint goes. Yeah, yeah. There's no dryer vent, no hole. There was no hole in the wall at all. There was nowhere for that lint to go. And we're like, well, then start looking around a little bit closer and realize there was no 240 volt outlet either. You know, because the dryer's, you know, 240 volt, right. right? So you have to plug it in to get power. Yeah. And then you have to take the lint somewhere. Neither of those were there. The house was complete. The city inspector signed off on it. The builder's QA person signed off on it. The builder signed off on it. Wow. The homeowner already had their blue tape walkthrough. They were moving in in a, in a few days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was done. We were yeah. just doing our due diligence because they, uh, the route to the realtor's credit, they would have, this buyer would have never got the home inspection, but the realtor was like, you know, you probably just want somebody on your side. Yes. Right. Yeah. Just, just to look at it. And, and if everything's great, well, now you spent money to know that everything's great. Right. right. <laughs> Peace of mind. Right. Right. And they had to, they had to fix it. Another quick one, uh, new construction is actually, I'm, that's not an easy fix by the way, too, depending on where that wall was. I mean, the electricity, yeah. probably not a big deal, but the vent, I mean, yeah. if you're not on an outer wall, you know, that you can just kick out. Cause I mean, most, I mean, I could be wrong, but most of those have, you know, most of those vents have, you know, an exit point to the outside. And it has to be within a certain amount of linear feet too right? right so like say the overall vent has to be within 30 feet from start to stop right right so you have to get all of that completed within 30 feet and still make it outside wow and we had another one 
beautiful house going through. There was a little three bedroom, two bath, two car garage going through. And, and I realized that I'm, I keep going in and out. Like I'm checking the bedroom and I'm going out the front door, checking the back room, going out the front door. And I just keep all my in and outs. I kept going down the hallway to the front door and I realized I keep going out the front door. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And then I realized there was no back door. There was no, no doorway, no opening, no door. There was that door never exist. That it is a single family home, single family home with a backyard. Cause you build the backyard and you have to have uh, two points of egress, right? Or yeah. reasons or ways to leave the house. Yeah. So if it's, you know, if there's an emergency on this side, you can go out the other side. Right. Or vice versa. There was no rear exit to the home. None. <laughs> they and forgot the back door. The city inspector signed off on it. The builder signed off on it. And this was two days before closing. They they just so happened. Uh, they're like, you know, I'm going to get my inspection. Yeah. Kind of last minute. Because uh, the them and the builder were sort of just kind of at odds with a couple of things. Yeah. Nothing to do with the door. It was just, you know, other kind of cosmetic stuff. You know? Sure. And while I was there, nobody realized that the builder never put a rear entry on the home. So they end up having to cut a hole, you know, a doorway in the back of the house and putting a and a way to exit the home. The craziest stuff. But that, but when you walk past it, it looked perfect. It looked yeah, clean yeah. because it didn't look like there was anything wrong with it. You know, it's crazy with stuff like that because you just, I mean, that seems like everybody's like, what? That is, how would you miss a back door? But, <laughs> right? but if you're, you know, it happens all the time with homeowners, like on pre-existing homes, not even just, you know, new builds, but when you go into a house, there's certain things that people are looking for, right? Mm -hmm. There's certain things that they are interested in. They're interested in something with the kitchen or they're interested in the master bedroom or mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. right? They're, they have certain things in their mind that they're paying attention to, which is why a lot of times it's good. You know, I know realtors will hate this, but the reason a lot of times people bring other people with them is because we all live in this little, you know, we live in a bubble. Yeah, yeah. We all live in our own little world. And sometimes we need somebody else there with us That's to right. just be like, Hey, did you notice that, you know, this, this, there's a hole in the wall over here. You're like, or there's no, there's no refrigerator space in here. You're like, what, what, you know, it's because <laughs> you just did, you're just not thinking about it. Right. That's it's right. just not in your, not in your scope or your radar of what you're paying attention to. And, and I think that, you know, that happens to all of us. Now you would think on major stuff, you would notice stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, you, you would think, but it's just, but if it's not, it's easy to see the hole in the wall, yeah, right? It's yeah. easy to see the thing that's rusted or the thing that's bent or damaged. But if it's been completely omit, it's just you know, not there. It's just not there. Yeah. You're not looking for it because it's not there. No, no. It's like realizing there's no fireplace or something. It's like, did you know this place doesn't have a fireplace? Yeah. You're like, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess not. You know, I mean, it's just you just don't. And if you're not looking for it, you just don't think about it. I or guess. the water line for the fridge. You know, the that's something that uh, I see a lot of times the builder will forget, you know, the yeah. water line. Yeah. It's just a nice, pretty wall. Yeah. And But in this day and age, everybody expects to have water nice in the door. Yeah. You know, but. But well, and I think, it. I think it's even, you know, when you, when you, you could say, oh, well, the inspector should have caught that or the builder, you know, CUNIC or, you know, the quality assurance guy should have caught, caught that as well. And, and that's all true, but we're all human beings, that's right. right? Everybody's that's a right. human and we're going to make mistakes. So if you're a building inspector, by the way, and this is your job every day is to go out to these houses and commercial buildings and all this stuff and make note of what it is. There's a lot of things I think you just assume in your head, not it's not that you're not looking for it, but mm -hmm. you're just thinking in your mind, there's the washer and dryer. It's good. I don't need to check. You're not even consciously going, I don't need to check to see if it's got a return line on the hose. Mm -hmm. It just, they all do. So I'm sure it's, you know, it, and again, you're not thinking about it. You're just like washer and dryer or, you know, dishwasher good works. It's functioning. Okay, fine. You know, and you move on because it's just what you do. That's right. You day. get on an autopilot type yes. thing. And, and yeah. especially, and, and I don't mean to, to, to 
dig on the the uh, QA of the builder yeah. because they're great and they catch a whole lot. Yeah. Well, there's a lot but of gr great ones, I'm sure, out there, but, you know, they're human beings. They're, they are working on the behalf of the builder. So yeah. if they're going to give leniency, they're going to give it to yes. the builder. Right. So just by very nature, they're a little bit favored on that side. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then the, the monotony of just going through the, you know, the, how many houses a day do they look yeah, at? Look at them all day long. Builders making a subdivision that has 250 units. Yep. So they're just going from as fast as they can from yes. one to the next to the next to the next. To the yes. Next. Yeah. You know, so you get a, a, a home inspector that's on your side. They're going to take, you know, three, four hours or whatever the time is. Yeah. And they're going to be digging and looking for you, the home buyer. Yeah. You know, they're working solely for your benefit. Yeah. And, and they're not selling you anything. No, and that's a great. Well, they've already sold you. You bought it. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. You paid the fee for it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, we're not, you know, there's certain trades out there that, that hey, we'll give you this. Um, I'll leave the name of the trades out. Sure. There's just certain trades out there that they'll say, well, we'll come and do the inspection on this part of your home for free. Yeah. But what they're really hoping is that they can sell you that new part of your home, right? Right. Whichever part that may be. Yes. Yes. And, and again, a third party inspector, they're not really selling you anything. No. They're, they're giving you information. Hopefully you digest it well and it suits you well. Yeah. Um, and then you take with the inspector and the the realtor, mostly the realtor after the inspection. Yeah. You know, and they walk you through those next steps after that and, and help you get to that finish line. Well, and I, I just don't think, you know, in most cases, you know, we want to pretend like that there's some kind of like evil, you know, they're like, oh, they're, they're trying to screw us or, you know, whatever. And, 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 and I'm sure that that has happened for sure. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's life, but I think most of the time, it's just human error. That's it right. is, and, and by the way, when you're talking about the amount of people involved in building a house, oh, from the framers to the electricians to their workers to their office people ordering supplies to the q and I mean, it's, there's just so many people that when you have that many people involved in any process, that's right. People are going to make mistakes, and sometimes they're big mistakes, and sometimes they're small mistakes, but they're going to mess up. That's right. And you just need to have somebody there that's going, and they're not going, "Hey, that's this person's terrible. They you should." No, no, no. We're just saying, "Hey, look." We're just making sure that everything was done the way it should have been done. And if it wasn't, then we're just going to say, hey, look, this needs to be fixed. And I mean, how often do they not come in and fix it? Usually they're going to come in and fix it, right? Well, and with, with new construction, well, first I would say if you have a home inspector that, that is causing alarm or being scary, yeah, you got the wrong home inspector. Right, right. You know, right, yeah. so you want to have somebody that just kind of, so what do you call it? The nice bedside manner yeah you, know, you want to be a calm and you want to be a calm voice and that you're just a reasonable logical voice and that you're not raising a bunch of drama exactly yes exactly. but on a new construction you know it's it's a little different than a an existing house because new construction you're going to presumably you know of course run this through your realtor first because of the 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 plan of action may be right. different but you might give that entire report to the builder and say hey mr and mrs builder before i'm accept ownership you know i want these things addressed yeah you know because most of those products anyway are under warranty, right? You know, cause, and, and most builders will give you what's called a one, two, 10 warranty, meaning one year bumper to bumper, two years on the mechanical. So, uh, lights, microwaves, that kind of stuff. Sure. And then 10 on the structure, like foundation. Right. 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 So they are protected by this warranty process. You just have to go through the process. Right. And you, you give them these items. And I would say, let's say we give the builder, I, oh, by the way, I've never in 14 years, I've never, not once come across any house, much less a new construction house that was perfect, was good to go, right. like clean bill health. There's always a handful of things. Yeah. You know, not all of them are earth shattering. You know, some of them are just, you know, oh, hey, catch that before you move in. Right. Uh, but there's always some things, right? right? But yeah, go to the builder and most builders will probably fix nine out of 10 of those, if not 10 out of 10 of those. 
uh, before the buyer moves in. And then the buyer says, well, we're moving in in four days. You know, there's how, how in the world are they going to fix, you know, these 20 pages or whatever it is in four days? Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. Builder can get their crews out pretty quick and yeah. handle that. They want to close the loan. They, they do. They, yeah, they want to they close the deal. They're not trying to drag it out. And, and also... The buyer has more power before the loan closes than after. Yes. So not that I would ever recommend this. And again, run this through your realtor first. Yes. <laughs> like that's my yeah, standard yeah. disclaimer, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, but, always. But, you know, if they had to, you know, let's say closing was on Wednesday. And if they had to close on Thursday instead of Wednesday, but that way it would ensure that those products got corrected first. That is an option. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's no different. You're not. It, that's like a final walkthrough, right? I mean, if you, the, yeah. the whole point of realtors do on any property doing a final walkthrough is to say before this thing actually closes in funds we need to make sure that there's no problem that's right because we're in a better bargaining position right now before it funds and closes than we are after so always always. it's 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 who holds the leverage right yeah now they can give you a iou and they literally will give you this it's a piece of paper and it's like it's, you know, i actually think it says iou on it yeah and they write down you know okay we got items a b and c that are going to get to you after close sometimes they have to do that and it works yeah. you know if you have to but again if, if you really um can can if the time will allow you right. then try to get those things corrected before you close right and then if it's an an existing house you know a little bit different you don't just hand the inspection report yeah. to the builder or i mean to the homeowner excuse me you're gonna this is really where the realtor's uh business strategy is going to come in and really help you so if, if you're a, a seasoned realtor you, you may just have this process streamlined right um but you, you might negotiate you know if there's a, a you know a handful of items on that inspection report that you want to address you know you can ask for all of them mm-hmm. or you know sometimes they'll say you know hey let's have a few bucks instead of calling the plumber out to fix the thing yes yes you know um, or we we really want five things, but we're going to ask for seven, right? So that they really end up with five, and in all actuality, they may end up with three, right? You know, and it's right. sort of this, this yeah, it's a negotiation of what you're trying to do, yeah. You know, so yeah. so you do have a little bit more negotiation on that existing house, yeah. Uh, but but another thing too, and a lot of companies, uh, I shouldn't say a lot. There's our few companies are uh, we are one of them that can offer a product called a re-inspection. Okay. So let's say you go your whether it's new construction or Whatever, existing. Yeah. You have your inspection paid for it it's done we decided okay there's some these things whatever they are that need to be addressed builder homeowner whoever says okay yeah i'll fix them okay they're fixed but did they right how well are they fixed yeah you know so we go back out and we do a reinspection on those items and we give you another report okay so it's not just okay yeah it's fixed i mean you have another written report right and you could say well there was six things on this list but you know four of them look they're performing they look real good yeah but these other two or three things you know to back to the drawing board yes and then you just slow walk it into the corrective measures yeah. right and it, it keeps the temperature down a little bit too because those negotiations can be a little bit heated on both sides yeah and this is just it's just the facts it's the fact no, it's just the third party said here this is what we saw that's yeah. it yeah that's it and yeah, it, not- it helps everybody and it, it really does streamline that process well i mean that's great because i i mean i always recommend whenever they ask me you know because i get asked all the time too it's like look get the money rather than having them fix it. Sure. If it's something that you, if it's not, you know, if it doesn't cause an issue with the loan, obviously. because um, the sellers are going to get out, they're going to do the, the cheapest, cheapest way they can, way they can just yeah. to get the house out of their name. Exactly. Right? right. But sometimes it does become a bit of a, 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 a you know, I don't want to say a, a contention, a bit of contention between the buyer and the sellers about who's going to do the work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, if you absolutely don't want to give us 5,000, 10,000 or whatever it is, and you want to do the work yourself, fine. 
but we're going to have someone come out and do the doing another inspection afterwards That's right. and make sure that the work was done correctly. So if you're okay with that, then sure, we can go forward with that decision as well. And that happens quite a bit, actually. Yeah. And, and then you could probably even negotiate. And since you're doing it that way, you're going to pay the 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 inspector to come do that because, there you go. yeah, because there you go. it's like we... We're asking you to just give us the funds, but if you're not going to do that and you want to fix it yourself, that's fine. But we're going to, you're going to pay to make sure that it gets done correctly with our company, not with the company that you choose, but with the one that we choose. That's right. And, and I think, I mean, again, it's all about, like you said, it's all about how your agent and the buyer approach the, the conversation with the sellers on how to handle those things when they come up, because they're going to come up every single house, every single property, every single situation, almost to a T. There's going to be something in the house that's deficient, always, right? Always. And then it's just a matter of if you're okay with it or if you're not, or if you want to negotiate repairs or if you don't. But I also think that, you know, in most cases, everything's always negotiable. And that's, that's the problem I think that happens that I see a lot with new agents is they get the house, they get it under contract. The inspector comes out, gives a pretty standard inspection because I've seen some of them before. You know, a few little things here or there that aren't great about it, but mm -hmm. they get a typical inspection and then the buyer's like, nope, I'm backing out. And the and the agent, because they don't want to seem pushy or they don't want to mm -hmm. seem like they're, you know, trying to talk them into something, which I totally understand. But then they're just like, oh, well, they just decided against it. And it's like, well, did you have a conversation with them about it though? Like, did you explain the stuff that was deficient? Because these seem like pretty small things that could easily be fixed if this was the house. Now, if this wasn't the house, if this was like, mm, you know, we kind of like it, but not a big deal. Great. Go find another one. Yeah. But if this was the house and they were like, man, we just loved it. But you know, the roof needed repair. It's like, well, we can fix that. That's not a big deal. I mean, the funny thing with roofs that, that you mentioned that is because that's one of the big six items. Yeah, it's right? always, yeah. So it's like, is my roof performing? Yeah. Right? But that can actually be a blessing because let's say we go out there and there's impact damage, some damage shingles, you know, uh, there's enough um, deficiencies that we would recommend to have further valuation on it, right? right? So uh, that process goes through yep. and the, the realtor says, okay, we're going to get you know, our favorite roofing company out here. They're going to go take a look at it. And they agree, yes, there is impact damage in any roof. Okay, well... A lot of times, now this isn't every time, but sure. a, a lot of times the roof can be claimed on insurance. Yes. So the seller actually claims it on their insurance yep. before they leave the property. Then the buyer ends up getting a brand new roof, didn't pay a dime, or maybe they're still negotiated. Sometimes they'll negotiate because you've got a, uh, what do you call it, the deductible or the copay. Yeah. Know, for your, yeah. So there might be a little bit of negotiation of the, hey, there's a thousand dollar copay. Okay. Yeah. Who pays that? Well, we'll 50 50 it. Okay. Fine. Yeah. But so for 500 bucks, you got a $15,000 roof for free. Yes. Now you don't have to worry about it for 15 years, 20 right. years, you know, or however long it is. Well, and your insurance is way cheaper now. And your too. insurance just went down. So it's yes. a huge blessing. So just because there's a deficiency, don't get so sidetracked or focused on the, the deficiency itself yeah. because almost always there's a, a plan of action that either yeah. the inspector, the realtor, the, that, that the professionals, you know, these are deficiencies we see all the time. Right. So we have people uh, that's kind of waiting in the wings that can help, Yeah. you know, or maybe the buyer's dad is an HVAC technician. Right. So for client a air conditioner is scary, right. But for client B, Dad says, I'll be over there on Sunday and I'll right. fix it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So yes. there's, there's a, a lot of variables here and the information can appear to be overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. But if you just kind of step back a little bit and, and just really try to 
look into that information and yeah. use the resources as from a buyer's perspective. Yeah. If you use the resources you have available, you know, you have a mortgage uh professional that's going to help you walk through the financials you have the real estate agent that's going to help you with the strategies of how to connect all the dots yeah you have the inspector that's here to work solely on your benefit right you know so use us you know we are here to help you that's that's our sole reason for our, our, our professionals to help you educate you and get you where you need to be and one step closer to being a homeowner yeah so okay so of those big six because you just we just talked about the roof actually and about mm -hmm. you know and that's a common thing and i've had roofers on before um that we've gone through that and on how all that works so so roof you know if you have roof issues there's remedies there like you mm -hmm. showed um so talk Which, about like just to be fair sometimes you can just fix the roof you don't yeah. always have to replace it yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely you, yeah you, you know you get up there with a handful of shingles and, and some nails and and you know repair yeah. becomes less scary yes so yes just put quantifying yeah. that. And, and you don't have to do that you can pay somebody to do yeah that. <laughs> um um so then uh so talk about the other of the big six the hvac you said the appliances you said uh the electrical system um i'm seeing if i was paying attention really well uh what were the other two water heater and foundation there we go found i don't know i forgot about foundation especially in texas so so start with let's let's start let's with foundation foundation yeah. foundation because that's uh, i would say roof and foundation are the two well roof foundation hvc probably are like the three big ones ones that we talk about all the time right right foundation because well we live in north it, texas yep. and in this part of north texas we have a lot of clay soil yes so there's a lot of expansion and contraction that happens yep. so the house is always moving and shifting yep just because you see a crack in the wall does not mean that your foundation's bad. Right. I need to like preface that. Yes. Just because you see a crack in the wall does not mean you have a poorly performing foundation. Right. <laughs> like it, in fact, a lot of cracks are quite normal. Yes. You know? Yes. And there's some that are vertical. That means one thing. If they're horizontal, it means another diagonal. But just because you have, most people think the diagonal stair step cracks. Yeah. Those are like, oh, I got foundation problems. Well, it means your foundation moved. I mean, that's true. But there's tolerances, you know, there's, you know, how much did it move? Is it still within acceptable tolerance or am I receiving adverse performance? Mm -hmm. Well, with your naked eye, you know, it's just, uh, you know, Johnny Homebuyer, you're not going to know. Right. You know, most of the time a visual inspection through a licensed inspector, they can tell you visually, okay, you know, you've had movement and it's exceeding what we think is probably acceptable tolerances. But to be fair, an inspector cannot legally say, you know, your foundation's not performing. You need three peers right there. Like right. that is not what we do. No, you no. Know? Your your job is to recommend they have a somebody look at that specifically. That's right. That, yeah. It's like a general practitioner. You know, we're, yeah. we're, you, we check you out. Yes, you do have a broken bone. Yes, it is your femur. Go see an orthopedist. And yes, and they'll put a cast on it. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. So right. It's, it's kind of that same process. Yes, but one thing that we can do, like let's say we take that house we're talking about, and there's some stair step cracks, and and there's. Uh, we're thinking man there's there could be some adverse performance here it's possible there's we're seeing quite a few of these cracks you know window and it's not just cracks you know is your windows are they opening and closing properly uh does your doors open and close properly there's a whole bunch of symptoms we'll say and you know how many of these symptoms do you have you know do you have this 100 year old tree that's growing into the side of your foundation you know that's that, that could cause a little movement right yeah um but like at our company we actually go one step further Instead, of, I mean, all that's required to be fair to everybody out there, all that's required is to do a visual inspection for your general home inspection. Okay. But if you do have the qualifications, um, you can do what's called um, a foundation elevation survey. Okay. okay. So you use a piece of equipment. There's several different out there, but we, we use a, what's called a precision altimeter. And it basically looks like this really weird yellow box with this long extension cord looking thing and this like computer gadget on the end. And what it does is it's actually measuring the levelness uh, or lack thereof of your foundation. Mm -hmm. 
all the way down to the tenth of an inch. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, tenth of an inch is you it's know tiny. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's what millimeter, yeah. something like. Yeah. So, and we we measure that all the way across the house, and then there's this math uh, calculation that we do, and we say, okay, yes, indeed, you have had a, a movement, but you know this house is sixty feet, we're say sixty feet from end to end, and your movement is only about you know three quarters of one inch. Yeah. You're fine. Very small. You know, you're fine. You, yes, you had movement. Yes, there's cracks. But at this point, you know, let's just make sure you have a proper watering program yeah. and, you know, we can patch the cracks, get a painter out here. Sure. Um, or if it's excessive, then we can tell you that too and say, okay, now, you know, you're without the, you're outside of that the threshold. Uh, you are receiving adverse performance. At this point, we may want to talk to an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they'll prescribe a plan of action. Right. Right. Um, but, but of course, that's because it's kind of last, last sure. resort. Right. Yeah. Uh, but those those things are available. But you want to ask when you're hiring a home inspector, because usually your realtor is going to tell you, you know, hey, we've got these three numbers, you know, that we like to use, you know, whichever one you want to, you know, call them all and right. see which one works best with you, right? Because legally they're not supposed to tell you use this one person. Yes. Um, although if you do, pick Sideguard. Yes, there you go. <laughs> pick Sideguard always. But uh, they don't say pick these three numbers. Well, when you're calling them, interview them. You know, how long have you been in business? What kind of qualifications do you have? Yeah. What, what kind of uh, licenses do you carry? Yeah. What services do you offer? You know, can, can you, oh, I've got a pool back there. Can you inspect the pool? Well, we don't inspect pools, but we have a third party person we can call and get court. Oh, so that's another appointment that we've got to coordinate another report from another person right. and another fee. Right. Well, what about your foundation? Well, uh, you know, we, we got a company we can call. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, can, can this one company take care of all your needs? Right. You know, um, in fact, we did one just yesterday. It had thermal imaging. It had swim pool, had the spa, had the foundation elevation survey. Um, God, what else did it have? I mean, it had, it had all the bells and whistles, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, but you want to ask, you know, can, can they do these services and like use a wood destroying insect inspection? You know, most people call it the termite inspection, but we look for, you know, carpenter ants, powder post beetles, yeah. all the good jazz. Um, do they offer it? You know, because that is a separate license. Yes. It is not a Trek license. No. It's a license through yep. Texas Department of Agriculture. Mm -hmm. You know, they had to go to school and get that one too, right? Yeah. So do they offer it? Well, no, but we have another guy we call. And okay, do we want to go through that, that route again? More cost again, yeah. 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 Or, or yes, we do. Okay, well, do you charge for that? Yeah. Like for us, we just give it as a customer service. Yeah. Um, because we work with a lot of VA clients. Mm -hmm. And VA, they have to have VA it. specifically. And yep. it's the weirdest thing with VA. So you are required as a VA home buyer, yeah. you are required to have a termite inspection and you are also required not to pay for it. <laughs> Actually, is that, that changed. Ah, so okay. they can pay for it now. Um, they're okay. allowed to pay for it. Yes. Yeah. It's just changed within the last few years, but they can actually pay for it now. Cause we, on our, in our invoices, we put, you know, it's like, it's like a value, but there's no, uh, yeah. like they didn't actually, there's no dollar yes. that they paid yeah. for. Right? They, they don't want to have to force somebody else to do it. So they actually made it to where they can't yeah. pay it. Uh, but, but no, do they offer that? Are you getting the inspection or are you getting the inspection and a report? Right. You know, because uh, those are very different things too. Yeah. You know, cause somebody can come out there and give you a verbal, but you know, but you, you have something in writing. Yeah. Cause the lender is going to require it in writing. So that's right. To, yes. That's yeah, right. We have to have it. Um, what about the HVAC? What, what are common things that you see with that specifically? A bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just because we're in Texas. So it's what between 80 and hundred degrees. Yeah. Nine months out of the year. So we use our air conditioner nine months out of the year. Yep. Well, maybe not quite, probably eight. Um, almost always they need serviced because we just don't really service them as much as we should. Yeah. Biggest thing is, you know, is like your blower motor inside, your fil your filters, uh, you know, the outside unit, like just it collects debris and dust. So, yeah. you know, just like you would change your filter in your car, 
you know, you want to change the filter and your air conditioning unit too. It's something simple like that, but it's going to help your unit run more efficiently. Yeah. Um, people are terrible at that. Me included, by the way, it's like, I always I have to put it on my calendar on my phone to remind me, and it's going to run, remind me a hundred times before I actually do it. You know, I always tell everybody, so you write your, check, your mortgage check on the first, Yeah. change your filter on the first. And when you write your mortgage check, change your filter. Yeah. Or some, some people now have, um, like the wide four inch or five inch, you know, uh, filters instead of the one inch wide filters. So on those, you're only changing them two, three times a year or something, yeah. depending on your environmental conditions. Right. Um, you can go to Amazon and there's a subscription, right? So like at my house, I have it where it is, I don't say every four months every or something three, four months, yeah. that it delivers me a new filter. Once you get it, just go change it. That's it. Yeah. I okay. That's pretty all. good. That's pretty good. I like that. I just walk upstairs, change it. And that's it. I like that's that. Fun. Okay. I'm probably going to have to implement that. I'm probably going to do that one. <laughs> Um, but, but no, otherwise, you know, I would say one of the bigger things with, with HVAC systems is a few years back, we did this conversion, uh, from R22, uh, to 410A and it's just the, the fuel. So like if you had a car be leaded versus unleaded or oh, diesel yes. versus, yeah, I think I remember you know, that. it's kind of the, just a fuel difference. Right. Uh, but because of that one is way more efficient, right. um, but it's also one is more expensive to maintenance and so on. So if we see R22, you know, we always like to point that out and say, Hey, this is something you know, these are obsolete units. I mean, you still yeah. use them, Yeah. you know, but you know, when you decide to go for a replacement, you know, you're going to be probably uh, going to a 410A unit, right. which will actually, in the long run, you'll actually save a little longer energy bills yeah. because they do run more efficient. Yeah. Uh, but those, that's pretty common on that. Um, water heaters is another major thing. You know, generally speaking, you get about 12 years or so off of a water heater. Yeah. Most builders now though, do not put in tanked water heaters they put tank less really and i mean that's, some that's some will, okay but, but over the last couple of years it's really become i would say probably a 70 30 split really? 70 on the tank less and then 30 on the tanked now if you get further out to the country you're going to get more tanked units um, but tank less if it's installed correctly and of course depending on your water conditions and so on um, but you can get 20 25 years out of a tankless unit yeah whereas on a tank you're getting 12 yeah you know, 15 maybe you know? wow. um yeah. Tankless is a little more expensive right. to install, but it lasts a lot. Longer, but it lasts so. a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. And there's less components because you're just not you're not really it's not breaking holding a reservoir of water, right? You know? Within all the st fun stuff that comes with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but as far as you know, so we see a, a lot of stuff on the tankless and, and and so on. So and if there's something that's you know if it's performing, then then great. You know, but if there's some deficiencies, some of it is just you know, hey, it's, it's an old tank, so we want to you know, change the fittings or something sure. at the top, you know, some corrosion or something. But, or the pan, the yeah. pan's always a problem. The, you know, is there a pan? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, if it's in a garage, is it elevated 18 inches? Yeah. You know, does it have, oh, it has a pan. It is elevated. Yeah. But is there a drain line on that pan? Does yeah. it go to the exterior yeah. or like a lot of houses will have a, they will have a pan, but it drains right to the garage floor. Right. You know? <laughs> and it's like, well, that was okay. That's probably not where it's supposed to go. I would yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. When the house was built, that was, that code was okay, but that was 30 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, next go around on the water heater, you might want to think about, you know, bringing it up to code. Well, man, the, this is, this is a ton. And, and, and I think it's great because, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, I, I have guys that come and talk to me about insurance. I have guys that come and talk to me about roofing and it's like, you know, th it's never, this stuff isn't like sexy and exciting. It's not like the person telling you how to use AI <laughs> to make your marketing better, but, but this is the most important stuff about your business. And, and for, for every realtor out there that's listening to this, you know, you have to understand that you don't have to be an expert on this stuff, right? You don't have to be, because this is why you guys exist. This is why you have good referral partners for this type of stuff. But you got to have a base of knowledge to be a little bit dangerous. You got to know something about it because you want your clients coming to you as the expert in all things related to real estate and finding out more as much as you can about 
what is required in inspection, what is going to show up, what are the main, the big six that you need to be aware of, and those items that are, that are important to pay attention to. All of this stuff is going to help your transactions go smoother. And, mm -hmm. and the benefit of the transaction going smoother is that the whole, the whole idea of all of this stuff is that when we want to close a loan, we don't want to just or close a purchase. We're not just trying to close one. We're trying to close six more after that because we want them to refer us to their friends and family because we did a great job. That's right? Right. And, and that's the goal of all this. Just like you as a business owner, you're going to make sure that when you go out there as, you know, a site guard, you're going to do everything in your power to make sure because yeah the the 600 or 800 or whatever it is you got on that one with well, that one inspection is great you know it helps pay the bills but that's not the goal right mm -hmm. the goal is to pick up clients forever because you want them to to continue using you which is why you're always going to give top notch service you know mm -hmm. and so that to me encompasses everything when it comes to being a realtor is that making sure that a you have great referral partners that are going to take care of your clients the way that you would and then b that you also understand a little bit about what each one of them do because the more you can have a base of knowledge to operate from the more success you're going to have in your transactions and the more people are going to walk away with a smile on their face versus feeling like they just got run through the ring you know absolutely so before we wrap up um is there anything uh, well first off i want to Tell everybody, you know, where to find you, where you guys are at, how to how to locate you. There'll be some stuff in the show notes as well for their website. If you go to my uh, my webpage for the podcast, you'll find all of Nathan's contact information there, so you guys can reach out to him if you want to use SiteGuard here in the DFW area. But um, aside for that, is there anything that you want to leave everybody with before we go? Yeah, uh, well, uh, thank you again for the opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's been great. a great time uh, visiting with you. Uh, and again, yes, my name is Nathan Ross with SiteGuard Inspection Services. You can find us uh, all. You know, we've got hundreds of Google. You can easily find us on Google, Yelp, all yeah. the uh, uh, hashtag SG Inspections or uh, SG Inspection Services.com. Uh, we're on all the social media outlets. So, yes. uh, you know, please check us out. E even if you haven't shopped with us, you know, and, and used us as an inspection company, but maybe you're out there looking at houses yeah. and you just have a question. Yeah. You're like, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to get my inspection yet, but I saw this thing on the house I really like. Yeah. Is this cool or is this a big deal or what am I looking at here? Yeah. I get that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, shoot me a text. I, I literally, uh, realtors all the time will, will do that and be like, hey, here's what I'm looking at. Check it out. And, you know, we can kind of converse that way. And they're like, oh, okay, great. Buyer loves it. This is the house. We'll be seeing you next week. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, it, we're here to help. We're here to educate. We do have resources. You know, uh, we've got a resources tab on our website. So we just want to help. Yeah. Uh, any, any way we can, whether it's new construction, uh, you know, septic systems, pools, uh, foundations, you know, roofs, uh, commercial, you know, we, we try to make sure that if, if it's something in a real estate transaction, then we have the ability to uh, side guards to got it covered. You. We got it covered. You got it covered. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming in and chatting with every with us today and and dumping your brain on us because you know there's a lot here and I encourage you to go back and listen to this again if you need to take some notes. Realize you know every little bit of information you can take from this and add to your um, to your repertoire of real estate knowledge is going to help you in the future. So um, thank you for everybody that stuck around to the end and uh, I'll be back on Tuesday with another market update. And we will see you then. So everybody have a great day. Nathan, you have a good weekend. And we'll see everybody next week. All right, thank you. All right, bye.